0: Well, Frack family, uh, today we're not going to get back into our study of Joshua. We will resume that next week, but today we have a a special guest speaker. Uh, As all of you know who've been around a while, for years we've been partnering with Life Network. They have offices upstairs, and uh, we have been... uh, Big part of the pro-life movement here, the pregnancy centers and so on. And today we have David Galvin with us, who is the director of church and community relations for Life Network, and he is going to encourage us with a particular message today. So brother, come and share with us from your heart. Well, happy new year, everyone. I heard uh, the, the almost happiness in the room when that happened. I don't know why you didn't get more excited when Alicia announced that nursery was back. Because um, I was, and I'm not even here. No, uh, I'm the oldest of six kids. Uh, we have kids all the way around. Christmas time, we have 22 grandkids that my parents have. And so we break COVID codes just being together. And so, Hopefully you had a phenomenal Christmas and that this year, 2020, the first rule of 2021, sorry, is to not talk about 2020. And so that's the first rule that I'm gonna give you guys. Uh, I've been with Life Network for over 10 years now doing this and today's message I hope will inspire you to go change the world around you. That's the goal of this. What we do at the Pregnancy Center, if you're not familiar, how many of you in this room are familiar with the Pregnancy Center? They call, oh, this is good, it's like my normal friends. Hey guys. (laughs) Last year, 225 babies saved because of the efforts of, Col- of the College Choose Pregnancy Center. Let's give a hand for that to the Lord. <clears throat> that was during COVID. <laughs> 225 babies saved because of those efforts. The pregnancy center didn't close, it stayed open the entire time. We were there for every person that needed that. We know that there's going to be a baby boom because everybody was quarantined. You do the math, okay? <laughs> COVID babies, <laughs> they're called snow babies here. Um, so, uh, so what we do at the pregnancy center are everything from testing, pregnancy test, to STD testing, all these type of things go on. And a lot of times during this month, churches get together and they gather around because this is Sanctity of Human Life Month. This is valuing life above all things, life itself. Life is so valuable, life is so precious, but life is not just babies. Life is the mom, the dad in those situations. Frack Front Range Alliance hosts Life Steps, which is our parenting mentoring program. Right upstairs, moms and dads are getting training to be phenomenal parents so they can walk this process out. We'll stay with them until their child's two years old. We don't just say, hey, I'm glad you had the baby. No, we'll stay with you until you're two years old. It's like 33 months. Somebody else did that too with 12 people. His name was Jesus. He walked through a discipleship process and after 33 months he says, you're on your own, go change the world. Peter's like, please don't leave. (laughs) That's what I would have said at least. (laughs) I'm like, I'm done. But I get to oversee the other side that wants to shut down the pregnancy center. Like I wanna shut the pregnancy center down. I wanna go and say, if everybody could have a healthy relationship, we don't need the pregnancy center. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing for you guys to fund something that makes something not happen? That would be amazing. You're like, wait a minute. I like hearing these baby stories, though. I'll tell you baby stories. They spit up, and then you buy them toys, and then for Christmas you buy them toys, and then you hide half of those toys, so later on in the year they get like a new toy. You guys know what I'm talking about. Parents are like, those that are becoming parents are like, we should do that. I'll tell you this, as we see babies come and as we see moms and dads like, get the training that they need, there's also this side of students in our city. We have thousands of students in the city that don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. They don't know that concept, so they end up in our clinics at 19, 20 years old, pregnant, and they're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. The other side of the life issue that we have is a very uh, unfortunate issue that Colorado Springs is known for and we're top in the nation for. We're the top three in the nation every year for death by suicide for our students. Colorado Springs has the highest, El Paso County, one of the highest suicide rates for students in our entire country. The life issue cannot just stop with babies. Life is everybody. Everybody. I want to tell you a story today that may inspire you in all your neighborhoods, because this is easy to do, because you're like, why are we, this is like the first sermon of 2021. You're going to start there, man. We don't even know you. (laughs) That's fine. That's why I can do that. And so here's how this works, okay? (laughs) Yeah, I got your attention, though. You see, uh, I was the, I was a former executive pastor, youth pastor. So if today gets youthy, that's why. Um, but like, I love to have fun. But I also love to be serious when it's time. Does that make sense? Like, I'm this guy. Like here, I have a 16-year-old daughter, and so like I can like TikTok for the best of them students. I see you, okay? And then like I can like I can go with the adults and like write an email too. So I can do all sides of this, okay, guys? Don't worry. <laughs> Um, but unfortunately, adults, I text with both hands, not one finger, okay? And so I'm a total different person. I'm a different breed. And so what I want to talk to you about today is this story that happens in Acts. Because I'm one of those compassionate people. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? When you see people hurting, you're the guy that goes over there or the person that goes over there and is like, hey, I'm going to help you out. And then you like, overhelp. Do you guys, anybody like that in the room? Oh, just me. Okay, good. Um, so, so I want to read a story to you that goes on in here. We're gonna open up our Bibles. If you have your Bible or you have your phone, I have my phone. We're gonna open Acts 16.22. Acts 16.22 is an interesting story because we're going to see Paul and Silas. And if you haven't seen Paul and Silas before, you're gonna learn a lot about them in this little story. Okay, in Acts 16.22, it says, the crowd joined in and attacked against Paul and Silas. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never been in a crowd that's attacked me before, <laughs> like just decided to come after me. But I do think within the alliance, and the missionary alliance, Christian missionary alliance, I bet you there's people that are out there in Asia, and Africa, South America, that have been attacked on the streets by the entire crowd. Like you may not have been, but Paul and Silas are sitting here, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. So these two are literally naked in the street, beaten with rods, and after they've been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. I like the phrase there. It just says, hey, how about you guard those two guys that are bleeding, like bloody, like naked? Just guard them carefully. Uh, no. (laughs) I'm just gonna put them in the middle here. This is what he says. He says he received those orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in stocks. And about midnight, I love what Pastor Doug said when he started, he goes, New Year's is because of us. The entire world is celebrating Jesus. Like, they don't understand this. But it says here at about midnight, New Year's Eve, and so at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Okay, this will like, this will like brass up against you just a little bit, but it's gonna be okay. I don't think at midnight, some of us weren't sitting there praying like at midnight or singing hymns, and we weren't even beating with rods. Like, we were like, like now, Paul and Silas are sitting there bleeding, and they're like, let me just sing, I'm not singing. Guys, after a hard day at work, like I'm not singing. I'm like watching Sports Center." Like, I'm not going to be singing. But they started singing in that one moment. Here's what happens. And other prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Do you know what that is to me? That's March 13th, 2020. Suddenly, everything changed. Everything changed. We were like, what's going to happen? What's going on? Like, Everything just changed, and all at once, all at once, prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. Now let's just get in the mind of the jailer. Can you get in there with me real quick? Your job is to make sure prisoners don't leave. (laughs) You have one job, (laughs) and there's an earthquake. All the chains come loose. Prison doors fly open, and as the jailer, you look at this and you're like, for those young ones, oh no, oh no, no, no. And so, all of a sudden, this happens, young ones. I'm not gonna miss you guys because I see you out there because you're gonna learn something today. Because here's what happens, right? The jailer woke up and he saw them, and the prison doors, like all this stuff, was open. What's going through your mind? What's going through your mind? America, when they were quarantined, these people are like, I'm losing my job. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's going on with my family. I don't know where we're gonna do this. I don't know how I'm gonna get paid. I don't know what food, where food's gonna come from. I don't know how my student's gonna get a computer because I don't have the money to buy a computer. We only have one laptop for the entire family. I gotta tell you true story after true story of this happening, guys. And like, what are we gonna do? And here's what's interesting. He thought to himself that the prisoners had like escaped. He's like, they left, I'm done. Now watch this, next verse. He says, actually, go to, uh, the jailer woke up, saw the prison doors open, and he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But here's what's interesting. Paul and Silas, bleed, be, bleeding, beating with rods. Paul just says this. Don't harm yourself. We're all here. Don't harm yourself. We're all here. And I think about what we do at the pregnancy center and what we do in schools here locally in Colorado Springs. And all we're trying to do is to let the community know that we're all here. But the big question to me that, from me to you this morning is, does your neighborhood know that you're all there? Do they know? Do they truly know that they're all there? Don't harm yourself, we're all here. Paul is hurting, physically bleeding, Physically naked, sitting there, laying down, all the way down like this, probably in prisons. He's singing the hymns to the Lord, like you guys were singing this morning. Singing like this, now his chains are loose. He doesn't go anywhere, and all he does is this Don't harm yourself, we're all here. But here's what's interesting he didn't do it with the lights on. He didn't say, Alexa, turn on lights. He didn't do that. He didn't do that in that moment, did he? You know how I know? Next verse, watch this. The jailer called for the lights you know what we do in our face? sometimes? We want to turn the lights on first without going into the darkness because when you go into the darkness, it becomes scary, but the Lord said in Psalm 23, do not fear for I'm with you. You know what the darkness calls us to do? The darkness is where the greatest moments of, of evangelism and life-changing transformation happens. Not when the lights are on because Paul, dark, how does Paul know this? Some of you guys can't even get from your bedroom to the bathroom without hitting something. Paul, how does he know to tell this jailer don't kill himself? How does he know to do that? We're all here, we're all here, we're all here. And the jailer calls for the lights, rushed in and fell between the, at the feet of Paul and Silas and he says this question, what must I do to be saved? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Paul didn't do some fancy message and like, Da 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 and then said altar call. He didn't do any of that. He did none of that. You know what he did? He said, we're all here. We're all here. That's it. We heard it through COVID all the time, guys. We heard we're in this together. We're in this together. And I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Because you got money, I don't, you do, and I don't. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, we all had like different boats in the same ocean. That's the easiest way I could do it, all right? Like, we had all different boats in the same ocean, but we didn't. We were not all in this together because it was all different. We were more divided during this time than any other time in our lives for those of us growing up right now. Like, we were all in this together, but here's what I do know we're all here. Do you know how many people need you to know that you're there? That's what happens at the pregnancy center. That client advocate that sits with that mom that walks in that doesn't know what they're gonna do because they're gonna either choose adoption, abortion, or they're gonna choose parenting, all we're doing is sitting across with them letting them know we're all here. I'll tell you this. As Paul sits there and Silas are sitting there, they're sitting there waiting. The jailer comes out and says, what must I do to be saved? Next verse. He replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved, you and your household. If you continue on to read this, I'm not gonna read it all out with you guys this week so you go have some reading this week. So it's only a few more verses. You can do it. It's like five verses. You read along and the jailer does this. The jailer says, hey, come with me. Take him to the household. The entire household was saved and baptized in that one day. One day. One day. Three words. We're all here. We're all here. 2021? Do they know that you're all here? Does your neighbor next door that's hurting that you know that you don't like because I have one of those across the street from me, I can see it right now visually, I'm like I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to, no I don't want to go over there. I don't want to talk to them. They're like smoking marijuana every day, they're like yelling at each other every day, I don't want to go over there. But do they know you're here? Do they know? If they're in a place of crisis and of darkness, do they know you're here? Front Range Alliance, I wanna challenge you this year for this community on this west side to know Front Range Alliance is here. This is a haven. This is a lighthouse in the midst of darkness. I don't know what 2021's gonna happen, I don't. I can't predict that stuff, and even if I could, I wouldn't tell you. (laughs) But I can tell you this, there'll be more darkness. You can bet that. And I can also bet on this. There'll be more light. But that light is not just determined on Jesus because he's he's actually deemed us and asked us and said, go, 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 all of us, go. So that his word and his gospel would go to the ends of theirs because his kingdom, Pastor Doug said this when he started today, We celebrate because he still reigns, amen? We celebrate because he still reigns, because here's the deal, in the midst of all this darkness, this little light, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, because Paul knew this. Don't harm yourself, we're all here. Don't hurt your family, don't do this decision, don't make this bad decision, don't make this unhealthy decision, don't make that thing with the negative consequences. I want you to know that we're all here because Christ, the Trinity, is here for you. That's what we do. you know what it's like? Have you guys ever read Exodus 19? There's a phenomenal story. You're going through Joshua's story right now and Moses and Aaron and this guy named Ur. You guys ever heard that story? This is one of my favorite stories in the entire Bible because it's like the the coolest raise the roof moment in the entire Bible. Moses is sitting there, he comes down the mountain uh, and he's like, yo, I can't hold my hands up, guys. Can you hold up my hands up for me? And I was like, <laughs> okay. So Aaron and Ur have to go back up the mountain with Moses. And some of you guys want to go hiking. But Moses and Aaron are going, uh, and Ur are all walking up the mountain. And Moses has to sit down on a rock. And he sits down like this. And they have to hold his hands up like this. This is what they're doing. They're holding his hands up like this. And every time Moses' hands started to come down, like Joshua's getting defeated every single time. But then the moment that like they're putting the hands back up, Joshua's winning, and I was like this. If I'm if I'm Moses, I'm going like this. Okay, that's total parent move. But here's what goes on. So all of a sudden, Moses and Aaron are holding their hands. Aaron and Aaron are holding hands like this for Moses for victory in somebody else's life. Victory in somebody else's life. Aaron, do you know what his name means? It means the high priest. It means the great high priest. That's a representation of Jesus. Do you know what Er's name means? Er, nothing. <laughs> this is who you are. Er, just an average person sitting there doing extraordinary things. What are you doing? Just holding somebody's hand up, being by their side. We're all here. We're all here. If we think of sanctity of human life this month, it's somebody's life that needs to know that you're all here. There are three things that I'm gonna challenge you to do today, and I challenge every student to do, and I just ask you what happens to you and what happens to them when you do this. Three ideas, number one, let someone know they're needed today. Let someone know they're needed. It's very simple, you're like, how do I do that? Don't send them a text and be like, you're needed. So awkward, guys. You guys do some awkward stuff, I know. But I just want you to do this, very simple. If you have a phone or something like this, I'll just put it in your notes or whatever. Just let one person know they're needed today, okay? So many people in the world need to know that they're needed. Not just wanted, they're essential. Do you realize when we went through COVID and we heard this phrase, non-essential and essential workers, that was so like, un, like not healthy for us to hear. They were telling people, you're needed and you're not needed. Like, you're essential, every single one of you. I only know that because Psalms 139 says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. That's why you're essential. I don't know what you do. (laughs) That doesn't mean you're not essential. Every single piece is essential. So you're needed. Number two, I want you to do this today. I want you to let someone know they're valued. To like, for what? For who you are. You wanna be pro-life? Let someone know they're valued even if they didn't do anything for you. How about you let someone know they're valued that's like mean to you? Hold up. <laughs> the benediction's gonna correct that. I don't know, but here's what I'll tell you guys, okay? What if you did? Because I thought Jesus did that on the cross and we didn't like him. Let someone know they're valued today. Third one is this. Let someone authentically and genuinely know that they're loved. Three things. Let them know they're needed. Let them know they're valued and let them know they're loved and see what happens, just see what happens. So I do this with students in the classroom. A student came back to me afterwards and said, um, sir, you asked us to do that challenge and it did more in me than it did in them. But well, you're probably the one that needed to hear it more then. I don't know your stories in this room. You don't know my story, but I do know this. That all of us in this room at some point or another are hurting. I don't know what's going on in your heart right now. I don't, we don't know what's going on in that client's heart when they walk into the room. We had a young lady walk in, and I'll finish here in a second, so worship team be ready. But we had a um, young lady that came through our office, walked through the pregnancy. She's in our mentoring program, and she chose to be a part of our Bible study. One night, her coach is walking her out to her um, car, and as she was walking her out to her car, this young lady turns back to the coach and says, My baby saved my life. And we hear it at different times, you know, like, my baby saved my life, okay. She goes, no, 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 seriously, my baby saved my life. And uh, (laughs) she said, the night before I came to your guys' pregnancy center, I was researching guns so I could kill myself. And then she said, I have this thought that I think I might be late. Like, I think I might be pregnant. So she scheduled an appointment to come to our clinic. This little baby is a year and a half, almost two years old now. This mom had a, um, because of Cuz I Love You or Color Springs I Love You, was, had an entire nursery makeover done at her home. One decision because the entire Life Network said, we're all here. Let's pray, Father, thank you so much for allowing Jesus on the cross to cry out that we're all here, the Trinity is all here. Father, this morning, I don't know where every person is in this room today, what hurt or pain they're going through, or what they've navigated, but in this room today, Lord, I ask for your healing. I ask for hope to be restored. I ask that hope deferred in 2020 would be hope restored in 2021. I don't know what family things are going on. I don't know what family things are happening. But Lord, I ask for restoration and redemption in parent to child and siblings. I ask for families to be restored in this season. I ask for neighborhoods to be impacted by your kingdom that you would bring the gospel to every neighbor in those places because of Front Range Alliance and the community that's here, Lord. May we be the people that know, that the community knows that we're all here, that we're all here. Don't harm yourself, don't hurt yourself because your life is precious, your life is valuable, your life has meaning and purpose because of you, Jesus, not because of what the world says. So I don't know if you're one of those people in this room today, but I just want you to know, hear from my voice, you have purpose, you have meaning. And even in the midst of chaos and this this darkness that's going on in your world right now, there is hope. There is hope, there is hope and his name is Jesus. May Jesus be glorified in this place. Amen. If you want more information, there's the table out front as you leave. There's a life network. There's ways to get involved. Thank you so much, Pastor I Appreciate it.